Welcome to the K-12 Food Rescue Podcast. I'm John Williamson, the host of the podcast and founder of K-12 Food Rescue, an organization founded in 2007 committed to empowering citizens to lead the food is not trash movement in their school districts. Today, I'm joined by Lily Coleman, Executive Director of Second Helpings in Hilton Head, South Carolina, and Michelle Dewan, Parent Liaison at Hilton Head Elementary. So Michelle and Lily, welcome to the K-12 Food Rescue Podcast. Thank you. So let's start uh, with our connection, Lily. So you contacted uh, us at K-12 Food Rescue in June of 2019. Why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself, Second Helpings and Hilton Head, and you know, how you became interested in school food waste? Well, uh, Second Helpings is um, oh, almost 30 years old. We've been, oh, res- we've been- rescuing food um, on Hilton Head Island in Beaufort County, Jasper County, and Hampton County, and we rescue about 3 million pounds of food every year. We have eight refrigerator trucks. Um, we are not affiliated with the local food bank. We kind of just, we do it here because then they don't have to do it here. They can do Charleston and, and North. Um, so we we are the only agency authorized to go into the grocery stores and rescue food. But, you know, food is, um, grocery stores are becoming very conscious of uh, preventing food waste. So the yes. numbers were starting to fall. Um, in the amount of food we were picking up and especially produce um, and protein. So we looked, I looked around and then I saw your wonderful program and reached out to you and just thought it was a great way to partner with the schools and have the schools help us rescue food because we learned that 40% of the food was being thrown away from the lunches, especially free lunches. And we wanted to find another way to rescue food. And that's what our board decided to go in that direction. Very cool. So that brings us to Michelle. And I guess my opening question to you is very similar. You know, can you give our audience a little bit of background about yourself and then your connection with Lily at Second Helpings and kind of what piqued your interest about the potential of rescuing food at Hilton Head Elementary? Absolutely. Um, I am the parent liaison at Hilton Head Island Elementary School, uh, one of the two uh, local elementary schools that we have on Hilton Head. And one of a very important part of my job is reaching out to the community and just connecting to uh, different members of our community, helping our school family just feel connected. And um, I think Lily approached me and told me about the program and I thought it was fantastic. And I'd love joining other organizations just to bring the school together with our community. And um, we also are an international baccalaureate world school. So we teach a uh, curriculum and a philosophy about being globally minded and community minded. So this fit right in with our philosophy and what we teach our students. So we were very excited about it. Um, We always like to teach our students to take action where they can to put um, just their words and their thoughts into action. So by allowing them to see an actual program where they can take part and collect the food and see where it goes and work with second helpings. They're just very excited about it. So um, this just worked perfectly for us. And Lily's been great. And we're so excited to be a part of um, what second helpings is doing for the community. Well, so is it, so is it accurate to say that when you went to our website and saw how much uh, the student leadership was really a piece of the program, that definitely was, was a, a oh, absolutely. We have something called town hall that we do once a month um, with each grade. So we have 857 students. So we played uh, the food rescue has a wonderful uh, video clip 
where it just explains mm-hmm. the whole program and even the students, I think, talk in the clip. So it, it really helped yep. our kids connect with the kids on the screen and just understand it. And we played it with each and every town hall. So first through fifth, all got to experience it along with the teachers. So everybody really felt a part of the program. Yeah, John, this is Lily. I, I really want to applaud Michelle. I mean, I originally approached a private school in Bluffton to be part of it. And mm-hmm. Michelle reached out to me. I mean, Michelle, you say that I reached out to you, but you actually contacted wow. me. Oh, I couldn't remember. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, the other program, I got this large grant. Well, not large grant, but I got a grant to kick it off. Mm-hmm. And you did it with nothing. I mean, you've yeah. done an amazing job. And it shows that uh, this program only costs like $300 for the bends. And that's basically if you've got someone like Michelle there helping you out. It's not an expensive program at all to run. And when I started, when I first started investigating this, John, and, and I talked to you, I reached out to our state leaders in DHAC. Right. And that, they are so excited about the program that it's now being done in other parts of South Carolina. Um, he's encouraging them to get involved. So I'm not sure if they've signed up with you yet, but I know that that message is out there because I went to a conference in Columbia and they were talking mm-hmm. about it. And I went, oh, my goodness. <laughs> I was so excited. So I'd like to see this all through South Carolina. Yeah, it's such a blessing to hear stories like that, because when you let go of the management piece, which K-12 Food Rescue, we don't manage. We just teach people how to mm-hmm. do it. The growth becomes exponential that you really end up hearing stories like this where you're like, wow, it's really spreading faster than we even knew. So I really appreciate you sharing that with me. And I'm curious now, you know, did Michelle, did you find our our website like on your own or did you find it because you heard about what Lily was doing in the other school? Um, I'm trying to remember. I remember (laughs) looking, well, we were always, we're always looking for ways, like I said, for our kids to take action. So I think when I saw food rescue, um, I think Lily did bring me the attention of the video, but the the understanding and the premise of not wasting food was something that we were already on to. Um, with our students, but we didn't have a program. So this fit perfectly for us. And um, Lily pointed me in the direction of the, of your website. And it actually was very informative and easy to follow. And even the little, the way that we keep track of the food, um, even the students can be a part, they have their little checkbooks and their little lists and they, they can enter it in and see, we showed them, you know, on our town hall, what, how much food was collected and all that. So that it's very easy website to follow. Awesome. So what are you, what are both of your earliest memories maybe of trying to do something about this once you really hooked onto it? Maybe what steps did you take to go from a, a school district not involved in rescuing food to a district um, that's very passionate about recovering unopened food from the trays of students that they choose not to eat? But Michelle, I, Michelle's like a pilot, and so is Cross Schools in Bluffton, which is the private school. Mm-hmm. They're both pilots. Michelle, I'm not sure if there's other schools involved. I think there's one other school, but I, I think that you're probably a perfect example of where they can look to to say that this can really work, and it doesn't, like I said, cost very much money. Um, but one thing we've learned with Cross Schools, I mean, Cross Schools right away, their management team joined me and was excited about it. But what we've learned from that program is that the children actually take their extra food home with them. So there's no rescue of food. So there's very little rescue food. But the grant also included them building a greenhouse 
and um, mm. they actually are growing produce and the produce is dedicated to being picked up by our trucks and taken to agencies that are feeding people who don't have access to produce. So uh, that part of it's very positive. And I, I see private schools doing things like that and even public schools, because Michelle, you said your school was interested in something like that too. Yes, we've, um, we have an amazing fourth grade teacher that's been reaching out to different organizations trying to find grants to bring uh, gardens on our property. So we have, we have a few gardens um, already growing. We've had maybe two, three harvests um, where the kids have harvested sweet potatoes and broccoli, and then we have tastings. Um, so we've already started that, but we would love, I mean, just even hearing what the private schools are doing, it kind of makes it it catches on. It's something that we would like to do too, to, to give back. So um, that's just a great, another great idea, but we we're hoping to get a greenhouse. We, I don't know that we've gotten that grant yet, but we really want to move in that direction where the children can really understand where our food comes from and how it affects them and how it can affect others. So Michelle, did you have to get permission from the food service director from the district, um, I would assume, or did you just, were you able to get it started with just the principal's uh, blessing or the school board's well, blessing? Well, yeah, there's definitely bit. several steps. And with public schools, sometimes it's really hard actually to get involved in programs like this. But fortunately, my principal has me on staff and several people that, you know, we can work together um, to reach out to districts. So our principals definitely... Um, oh, she's so open-minded and always looking for ways to really just make a difference in our community. So she was like, go for it, research it, see what you can get done. And I contacted district and then I contacted our food service, Sodexo. Um, they, the head mm -hmm. of Sodexo came out and sat with me and we laid out the program to see what it would look like and make sure um, everything fell in line with what their requirements that they needed from us. And we just got the ball rolling and um, they're, they were very willing to just let it, you know, see how it went and, you know, kind of a trial run, but then it ended up taking off and worked perfectly. So no problems. They gave us the green light. Well, you're very fortunate that Sodexo um, was part of it because Sodexo is a very big supporter of food recovery mm -hmm. in general, um, specifically across collegiate campuses across the country. They're one of the biggest supporters of the food recovery network. Um, that encourages college students um, to, to get involved with the school food waste issue on their cafeteria campuses. So that is terrific. Um, so tell me uh, if there's any advice that you would have for people that are interested in approaching their schools about starting these share table programs or food pantry donations to, um, to places like Second Helpings. Do you have any thoughts about what, what uh, hurdles maybe you had to overcome or where you'd start? Um, this is Lily. I, I really think that I, what I call, I call the top dog. I didn't go to the school district. I, I just <laughs> called the South Carolina uh, Department of Health and talked to their regional director. And I said, I just need five minutes of your time. And I told him, and he says, you know, you have my support. So I, mm. I, I decided to cut through all that. Um, I'd also like to tell you that there has been sort of an outgrowth from this. I got contacted by Buford Hospital. They'd heard about the school program and they asked me to come in and talk to them. And they are actually thinking about rescuing food off of hospital trays. Of course, right now with the situation that we're in uh, with uh, uh, COVID-19, uh, that's yeah. going to freeze up now. But Sineska yep. was involved yep. in that meeting and 
they said there's a lot of food at the hospital in areas that's not contagious that we could actually rescue food off of um, maternity departments and stuff like that. So, I mean, I think you've started an amazing program here. Well, that's just such a blessing to hear that. And I know that hospitals, we definitely have Reed Health here in Indiana that's gotten involved. Um, and the, they have a lot of the back of the cafeteria yes. waste that might not get served that's also available to donate. I'm sure Second Helping does plenty of that um, as well. But um, yeah, it's just really exciting to hear how you know you plant a seed somewhere and it grows into something you had no, uh, no idea what was going on. I'm curious whether either one of you are aware of um, how difficult your neighboring state, North Carolina, makes it to rescue food in schools. Have you seen any of that any information on our website? Or I'd known about it, but um, it might be a way that we can help, huh, Michelle? Absolutely. <laughs> I, my, my hope in all of this is that some that other schools, even our neighboring schools uh, here locally, are going to see how easy it is and how involved the children can be and just what a difference it makes. And then it'll just catch on. That's what I'm hoping. And believe it or not, um, I know a lot of information is shared from state to state. And when they see things um, growing and making a difference, a lot of times it catches on. So that's my hope. Um, just that like as a pilot school, the Hilton Head Elementary will, you know, be an example of, of, of what other schools can easily do. Yep. So, so the issue in North Carolina is that they're temperature controlled for safety or they're potentially hazardous food, um, which would be a lot of dairy and yogurts and that type of a thing. Um, they're just really, a, th their guidelines differ from the USDA. So the USDA says yes, and the North Carolina Department of Public Health um, says no, we're not going to rescue any of that food. And there's a lot, as you know, of that type of food that uh, gets tossed out for no reason whatsoever that's unopened uh, for any reason. Um, and it's just frustrating. Uh, like I said, our national director of student leadership was basically shut down by the North Carolina Public Health Department when she was a junior in high school. And uh, she's now um, you know, a sophomore at the university. Well, she's going to be a junior at the University of uh, North Carolina. She's actually featured on one of our podcasts, uh, but you could listen to that and kind of see what her, her background is. But anyway, it would just be awesome to see a neighboring state influence the other state and say, hey, why, why are you differing from the US? Right, and the right. milk. Um, the milk is so, uh, it's, they're so excited to get the milk from the school. I mean, a lot of it's um, laborers that are working on roofs. And, you know, these are the people that are, they're going over it because it's at St. Andrew's um, by the sea church that we're taking this milk and it's laborers that are getting this milk and they, they get off work about three o'clock and they're just in line waiting for that milk. So that's something that we probably could video and or document somehow and send to North Carolina that, you know, this is well, a good thing. Yeah. And even in our collection, if they come to, or we could even videotape how we collected at the school with those, that grant that you got us, Lily, um, the three bins are on a rolling cart. And then I work with our cafeteria staff very closely for a lot of things, not just food rescue, but for all our different projects and things. But they just roll it into our walk-in freezer in between collections, and it just rolls in and rolls out. So we're able to keep the temperature where it needs to be. And then we store yes. it in our walk-in, and then, you know, Second Helpings pulls up to the back door, and they put it right in their refrigerated truck. So it's really a simple, um, you know, I don't feel like, it, you know, I feel like it would go inside with their um, their regulations if they really just took the time to see how it's broken down. Yeah. And 
Yeah, if you get a chance to go, I'm sorry. And, uh, this is the way. I mean, right now, Michelle, I have eight. I have grants for eight schools for Ben's. I have sitting. Oh wow! Yeah, I've been writing grants like crazy, so I've got room for eight more schools. And my oh, goal is to, you know, try to add more schools. So yeah, this is an exciting program. Well, I can't wait to see what happens with it. I know that uh, you're not only going to influence people in uh, South Carolina, <clears throat> excuse me, South Carolina, but also neighboring states and as well the nation. So, so as we wrap up here. Um, you know, if anybody was interested in South Carolina in starting a share table or a school food rec- uh, food rescue uh, program, um, is there any way that they could reach out to you? Would you be willing to give your contact information to everyone? Definitely. Absolutely. Yes. So Lily Coleman, Second Helpings. Um, my email is exec director, like executive director, only exec director at second helpings with a plural. And then LC stands for lowcountry.org. Or you can call me at 1-843-714-4304 anytime. And if you need an example of how a school works, um, you can contact me. It's Michelle uh, with one L dot Dewan, D-E-W-A-N at Buford.k12.sc.us. And my uh, main phone number at the school is 843-342-4276. And I'd love to, to share about the program. Well, thanks so much to both of you for joining me here on the K-12 Food Rescue Podcast. It's been a real pleasure to talk to you. And thanks for all you're doing to feed children and families in need and protect the environment by leading the food is not thank trash. Thank you, John. You've got excellent tools. <laughs> yes, thank you. It's our pleasure. <laughs> you too. Have a great thank day. Thank you.